Clay, I'm curious. I'd never seen this episode before, mm. and I'm wondering about yes. you. Did um, did you think this was a time travel episode? And if so, for how long did you think? Well, I guess there's a, there's an ultimate moment where you have to be revealed, uh, and if you continue thinking it after that, you might be something uh, special about you. But did you think, at least through the initial early goings of uh, Stratagem, that this was a time travel episode? Uh, absolutely not. Because, really? Because... Um, <clears throat> Archer is not as good an actor as he thinks he is. And I, I could tell right away that he was just making it up. And making something up on the go. Okay. And also, it was also, uh, they had just done a jump into the future where the Earth has been destroyed episode like three episodes ago. Yeah, Twilight. Um, so they also went I, back in time yeah, in Carpenter Street a couple episodes ago, too. Right, yeah. So I didn't. I wasn't under any impression that it was a uh, um, a uh, time travel episode. It, it it also had it it had big prisoner vibes for me. Mm-hmm. Of uh, it reminded me of the way the village. What it reminded me as one of, of one of the techniques the village might use, or actually maybe did actually use. I can't remember exactly, but to get information out of uh, six. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I I the thing I was wondering, and the thing that I was very glad to see is that they didn't wait the entire episode to to reveal it because yeah. I I mean we're getting too into it but we could talk about that. Yeah, I was just I just brought it up because I was um I was unsure. I'm similarly glad that they dropped the facade earlier than I was expecting them to in the context of the mm-hmm. episode. But um I was when when they dropped it, I was relieved it was not time travel. I guess that's my point. As you said, that we've had two episodes of time travel already. Neither of them were really great, in my opinion. And mm. a third episode of time travel would have... I don't know what my reaction would have been, but it would have been like, this is a poor decision on the show's part to have another time travel alternate future, and then we reverse it all at the end of the episode and see what goes on. So let's get into it. We'll talk about stratagem after this break. We're going to break it down. The insectoids were always an aggressive species, but I never thought them capable of this. They destroyed everything the Council worked for. The Council? It was formed when our planet was destroyed. It was created to find a new homeworld for all Zindi. After years of searching, we found a few suitable locations, but as usual, couldn't agree on a final choice. Our plan for reunification was put aside when we learned of the threat from Earth. I was ordered to begin designing the weapon. I devoted years to it. I made so many sacrifices. So did my wife. Stratagem is the 14th episode of the third season. Came out on February 4th, 2004. 15 out of 28 in the Zindi Crisis arc. Teleplay goes to Mike Sussman. Story credit goes to Terry, Terry Metalis. Directed by Mike Vehar. And universe date is December 12th, 2153. Terry Metalis is an interesting name. I don't think I brought this up the first time. He wrote Impulse, which was the Vulcan zombie episode. And this one, he gets a story credit. He's the showrunner for season two of Picard 2 coming up. Oh, um, no kidding. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. He did 12 Monkeys, the TV show. He did something else. He worked on Voyager for a while. But yeah, he's got um, uh, a Star Trek pedigree anyway. In this episode. What's that? Street cred? Yeah, street cred. And the, in the, the mean streets of uh, the Delphic Expanse. 
In this episode called Strategem, Stratagem, Enterprise captures Degra, the mastermind behind the Zindi weapon project. Archer tries to trick him into revealing the location of the final weapon. So, this is an interesting episode. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what you would have thought about it. We talked about the time travel aspect, which I drop. We can, I guess, we can open there since we haven't we uh, wanted to talk about it before the break. Um, they give up on keeping it a mystery as to what's going on, which I think is the smart choice for what Enterprise does here. Uh, you can go off of that. I would also say that this is. I was pleased with this episode in a lot of ways that bucked what Enterprise does usually. Um, I guess this is a long way of just saying that I'm extremely tired of Enterprise's fourth act action sequences that happen in 95% of the episodes. This is, I I feel like this is maybe the first episode of a Star Trek Enterprise where they outthought their their antagonist. It's really rare in the show. They hardly ever do it. And, and without punching and shooting at the end, you know, to sort of get the point across. Um, I don't know if I'm wrong about that. There probably is some other example in the other 30-something episodes that we've seen more than that. Um, but I don't know. Go off of that or you go off of the uh, revealing the secret. But it felt like it was a different kind of Enterprise episode to me. And I, I liked the way that it worked. It felt it felt um, worthwhile and satisfying of an episode of the te- of this show mm. for in, in a way that it, it always doesn't manage to get there. Yeah. I like this one a lot. Um, if the last one, I think it was the last one was my favorite Zindi episode so far. This is probably number two. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was really clever. Uh, the, uh, I think, giving i as i was watching it once i realized fairly quickly that it was all a ruse i as i said i was worried that they were going to try and string it out through the entire episode and i feel like in season one they probably would have but at this point i was just thinking it's like they have to know they can't do they they have to reveal this at some point and it actually was earlier than i thought it would be i thought it would be a little bit closer to the midway point but um I was happy that they did, and I thought it made for a better episode because there were, it allowed you to throw in a lot of interesting bumps in the road as far as them doing the, getting the information that they want, um, and allowed for this allowed for this ending that has a a a, uh, um, a ruse inside a ruse, which was fun. Um, yeah, I I think I think them I think. I I I'm I'm happy that they exposed it earlier because I was thinking out whether if how it would play if they res, um revealed it at the end and an end reveal would not have had the impact that I think that they were going for yeah because a if a it's a harder episode to write because you've just got these if you can't give it away until the end you've got just these two guys in a ship and i think that's going to get boring pretty fast um i think i think another show could have done it but i don't think this one could have really pulled it off it had it been really interesting but um yeah i just thought it it, they recognize they recognize the limitations of the of the 
the ruse from a storytelling standpoint and that it would be more interesting to play with this in a, in a uh, uh, more direct way with the whole Zindi stuff instead of it just uh, cuz i i th- i think i think mainly one of the reasons that they didn't wait is because i don't think anybody would have bought it honestly cuz like i said i wasn't buying it from the start i was waiting for the turn the twist yeah and if you if you're going into this expecting that there's some chicanery going on um you're going to spend the entire episode just waiting for the twist and then it's not going to be you're just going to get to the end and go yeah i knew it's obviously and it, and you lose any <clears throat> narrative momentum or impact that that the twist would have yeah so wisely they didn't ash tyler this thing and they just they actually did what they should have done with ash tyler which is reveal it like halfway through the season um and i yeah i think it works better because of it i think that um I think that the way that they could have done, maybe my problem with the episode is the way that they could have done a reveal at the end of what the truth was, was that it probably would have had to do more work with um, Archer and Degra on the ship learning about each other. Um, the the mm-hmm. the point of the episode would have been more about Archer mining him for information about what's going on. And... Instead of the slight bit of information you get here, I think he tells them maybe a sentence or two about what the Zindi have been up to and like why things are the way that they are. That probably would have been the focus on it. Um, I really like this episode. I think this is good. I think it's well constructed for a Enterprise show in particular. Um, yeah, I think I'm. Yeah. I, I think maybe in terms of other Star Treks, it's kind of more of an average episode. But I think just for for Enterprise's sake, it's actually pretty good that they've tied in the Zindi thing, uh, and they've gone back to the planet, and they have Degra again, and they have information, and they end it with knowing where that they where that they are going with it. I think that the um, the weaknesses to it are all larger. Star Trek Enterprise serial Zindi story from the third season problems, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. one example, just to get into what I'm thinking about it, is that remember in um, in, uh, the Detroit episode, Carpenter Street, at the end of Carpenter Street, they brought back three Zindi reptilians, right? I... Yes. I assume those guys are dead at this point because we have not seen them in a long time. Which brings up the question, I don't know why they brought them back other than to protect the timeline in case someone found a Zindi reptilian, but in that case, just I, I don't know. That seems strange. Um, but the other problem with it is this episode has to kind of awkwardly get around the fact that they've captured Degra somehow you know so mm-hmm. it, it misses what i feel would have kind of been an episode in and of itself which is getting degra and capturing him and they do it here by just flashing back to what they did they go back to the the place where the weapon was done he's still there for some reason and they capture him that way but it felt it, it just felt a little clumsy that they hadn't thought out how this was going to happen in a more episode by episode way like if you if degra was one of those zindi reptilians i feel it makes a little bit more sense that they now have this guy and they have to somehow trick him but instead they have to work it in in this kind of clunky way to get this guy to come at this point in this episode and i don't think it's a problem but i think that the 
the series hasn't laid the groundwork really all that well to make episodes like this feel like they're natural stepping stones. They feel like they're good concepts and good execution uh, executions of a story, but it still feels a little bit clunky getting from point A to point B in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think the uh, the capture of Degra is definitely the weakest part of this because I'm still not entirely sure why it happened the way it happened where they were just checking out the destruction and then Degra and his buddies just came back. Yeah. And yeah. then they were like, yeah, we're going to board you. And that was, that was it. Um, yeah, that that's, that's a little clumsy. Uh, and they don't really give you that good of a reason. And I, I totally understand what you're saying. Like it, it, it does. This doesn't as, as good as this is, it doesn't feel like it is a natural, um, advancement of the story that they're telling in season three it's it very much feels like a what else can we do with this plot in in season three that we're stuck with yeah um yeah but i think they make it work i think aside from the aside from the the clunky capturing part um i think it works pretty well and i and i'm glad i'm actually glad that they didn't do uh degra and archer learning about each other for 40 minutes because honestly i don't know i i feel like they, they've done that plot so many times in star trek it's uh, two people stuck somewhere and then they start talking about each other's families and shit yeah um i think this was a more fun kind of interesting way to handle this stuff and also i think it it um well, I was going to say, I guess maybe this is a question that we can we can move on to. Maybe we don't have to do it now if there's other stuff you want to talk about before we were going to move. But um, I, I feel like it's a it's a nice uh, it shows a shows a bit more of how Archer is willing to fuck with people and and do more um, intense stuff to get what he needs. I think I think he um, just seems smarter. I was kind of hoping. <clears throat> Sure. I was kind of hoping that he was going to threaten Degra with his kids. Um, I thought when they, they have that really great scene uh, after after the uh, Degra finds out what's going on and he says that line to him, I, I told you what you wanted, you thought you wanted to hear or something like that. I can't remember exactly what the line is, but it's a good, it's a good retort that Archer doesn't really have an answer for. Um, and I was kind of expecting Archer to come back and be like, well, then I guess you won't mind if we go to that planet and then completely destroy it or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like you use, use the, the, use the bluff against him sort of. Um, but I think what they ended up doing was more interesting. I think that, um, I, I think that Archer Basically, the the main change that's happened for me is that he seems more intelligent in these past couple episodes. Yeah. Like he he's able to trick people in a way that he used to be tricked himself as a as a captain in the first couple of seasons. I don't know if that's supposed to be intentional and in that he's actually the writers are like cognizant of him developing that way. They haven't really stressed it. He's never had a scene with um, Trip where he talks about how you know, he feels like he's developing as a captain or something and that he's, he's able to, to stand up to the Zindi, but it does just moving away from the run and gun solution for him, where they actually put a inception level 
puzzle trick to get Degra, which um, honestly is more confusing. I watched this one twice. Uh, just I had a little bit of time before we started, and so I rewatched it. it. I thought it was more confusing the first time, and I was actually expecting mm-hmm. to have a lot of our conversation go, what was Degra doing? Because I, I think I walked away from the first viewing unsure of what Degra was up to, like when he realized something and when he was starting to play the Enterprise against themselves. The second sure. time, the second time through, it's much more clear to me that he does not realize anything until the end when he is set free. And at that point, he is flailing, trying to con- to convince them not to go to that planet by just being like, well, oh, no, there's nothing there. Like, why would, why would you go there? I thought there was something more insidious about his plot and that he was giving them bad location data from the start. And I know that that's what they have to prove towards the end of it. But I, I was a little bit, I was just a little bit surprised. And I walked away from it confused about whether or not he was aware of what he was doing. Did you have any confusion about that stuff? No, I, because I thought, I thought they covered that stuff pretty well in that scene in the brig between that I was mentioning before, because I think at that point in the story, anyway, you're supposed to come away not knowing whether or not Degra gave them false information and knew the whole time, or if he just didn't figure it out until he saw the screen blip or whatever. And I, I thought it was pretty effective because I thought Degra, the stuff he Degra was saying was fairly convincing as far as, um, uh, the argument that he was having with with Archer, um, the later stuff. Uh, I guess I was more confused I mean, by the, the the like the fact that he. Um, I guess I was I was confused about how far his con was going, and I guess that's the intention. But they maybe maybe they don't stage his his. Uh, his learn or his like reveals of information. They, they kind of cut to him with the knife and Archer and stuff like that, but they don't, they don't really build a, for all the stuff you were saying about, there's problems with it. There were problems with the enterprise trying to maintain the simulation, but it wasn't a problem of Archer is not able to convince this guy that he is three years in the future. You know what I mean? There's no, there wasn't a lot of Archer going like, Oh, I, I didn't mean to say that, you know, or the guy perking up his ears saying like, why, why would you say something like that if this is the case? So I started to wonder whether or not he was doing subterfuge much earlier than I thought he was and that he Mm -hmm. was tricking Archer. And that's not the case. But I was also kind of disappointed when that wasn't the case a little bit. I was like, oh, he's just... He just fucked up and then was trying to save face at the last moment and tell them, don't go to that planet. Don't go to that planet. There's nothing there, which is fine. Yeah. And I like the reveal of it, but I, you certainly, and it, maybe it's fitting of the Zindi, the Zindi are not DS9's founders or anything. You know, there's, there's not like this game that they're playing that they have a little bit of control of the board. They're equally out of control right. as the humans are and, and Archer is and stuff like that, which is maybe interesting, but in, in terms of a plot, narrative device setup and stuff i didn't i found it a little bit underwhelming even if i liked it i was like oh i wish i wish there was a little bit more of a um i wish that he had a upper hand for longer and i'll throw it to you just because i'm not really sure what other option they have than to go to azadi prime in this place that he gives them right like what are they he's like we can't we can't spend two weeks traveling to this place to not have it there it's like well 
mm-hmm. what else are you going to do? There's a billion places right. in the universe you could go to. Like, are you just are you just not going to go to that place? So I, I didn't find it very convincing why they would not go to that place. You know, it's it's like, well, this, this even if he's lying, it's the only thing that you have going for you. So why don't you go there and see what happens? Yeah, I think that's more of a problem with the overall Zindi arc than it is the episode, honestly. Because uh, what Tapal or whoever says is they're like, oh, it's three weeks at maximum warp. And then Tapal's or whoever it is is like, that's that's a pretty big detour. And my thought was, from what? Right. Where are they where are they going? Yeah. They have nowhere else to go. <clears throat> so that's if anything, it's like you're saying, it's just a lead. But if it were if there were a, a more specific uh end point that they're driving towards currently where this would be taking them off their course unless they are are they on their way to zind or wherever the fuck the zindi mm. come from <laughs> i it, i don't know it, they there's not they don't really have a plan at this point they, they, uh, i the guess plan, the, the yeah. plan is to trick this guy and hope that he gives them information yeah the zindi the zindi don't have uh, I guess we learned in this episode the Zindi don't have a homeworld yet. The whole reason that the council is set up is to, I guess, find a homeworld where they can all live together and stuff like that. But it's, sure. it is, um, it is just a little bit. I, I wish there was a, a better reason for the crew to seriously need to reconsider going to this place that is the only place that they know that they can go to and that there is a star there and he has talked about something like that before even if it's a even if it's a trap right they're still mm-hmm. closer to the zindi in their trap than they were bumbling around in the middle of nowhere not finding anything at all and right. I, I think that that's um i think that's the one downside to it but yeah, outside of that, I, what I what I think I like about it is just that it's an episode that has a lot going on in terms of uh, the sort of layers behind it. It seems a little bit more complicated when you see it the first time, I would argue. But eventually, it's um, it's a pretty well done trick that they play on him. It shows Archer and the crew. Act- Go ahead. They have a they have a lot of uh, capabilities to build a Disneyland ride on that ship that I didn't understand. I didn't realize that they had. I like that. It used real, um, real hydraulics or something like trip has to like open the valve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All the, all those hydraulic door, like uh, cargo hold things that they have and Jeffrey's tube, pull all that shit out (laughs) and just uh, put that on the side of the, uh, the flight simulator there. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't, I, I think that the the main thing that, maybe the main problem that I have with it as an episode is because Degra has to be captured and because they have to explain what's going on, the middle portion of this episode is interesting in that it's all filling in the audience how this plot has worked. Like, right. so they have Degra and then once Archer leaves him the first time where he knocks him out and he goes out into the ship. And I would admit that is a cool scene because I wasn't expecting it. When he leaves the thing and is like, we found him. And, and you're sitting there as an audience member going like, how the fuck did they catch him? And then it immediately cuts to three days later. They go, oh, they're going to explain how they caught him. And yeah. they do. But then even after that, I would argue 
the reason it feels like a waste of time is because in a better spaced arc, previous episodes would have handled that story and it wouldn't be a catch-up situation that you have to play. And the rest mm-hmm. of the catch-up is done with scenes with flocks where they do they explain well where did he get the worm from and you have the scene where flocks is like we'll put this worm in him and then you can tell him that it's a mind control worm and we'll take it out and it'll be great and everyone will be convinced by it so the middle part of the episode is a strange waste of time because you can't spend that time with degra learning more about the zindi which is what i think i actually want in this context like i mm. i feel a big letdown from this episode is he sp- archer spends a ton of time with this guy and I still don't think they've filled in more than two more sentences of the Zindi Wikipedia entry. And it's like, I I wish they knew more about them at this point. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think you're right. I think um, <clears throat> if they didn't have to cover how they caught... Because, like, the Degra is in the last episode. Is the last episode the... Pro- the proving the, proving the Ground, the Shran. The bomb, yeah, yeah. The... the, the yeah okay degra's in that one and i feel like you probably could have figured out a way to capture him and that maybe not i don't know but there's no there's no um direct path for them to cross that makes that makes sense without having to go back and explain how it happened you know yeah and so i think you're right i think it does cause the middle to have to be this flashback thing where they explain because like if they kind of already had degra and then started from the last episode and then started this episode with this thing that seems like it's three years in the future or whatever it might even be a little bit more believable if that was the case yeah yeah, as far as the the, uh for the audience goes i don't know because archer's not that good of an actor but um (laughs) i think it'll it, it would allow you to kind of like smooth over some things as far as explaining exactly how every every nick uh, every little piece got put together however i did really enjoy seeing the inside of degra's ship because their bridge looks like an internet cafe from 2005 <laughs> um which is a is a look is a unique look for the inside of a Star Trek ship. They clearly <laughs> ran out of money or something and couldn't build any consoles so they just got some like desks from the the accounting office and put some what is the flat screens on them. what is the geek squad doing get the geek squad up here there's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of guys with uh pencils uh coming up coming up the uh the escalator into there yeah i what do you think of degra um these <laughs> the the thing i'm learning about the zindi is a lot of these guys seem to turn pretty easily. Uh at least at least the the non-reptilian ones because you got um Wolfman guy, he ended up turning fairly easily. Yeah. And in this one you've got Degra turning fairly easily. I, maybe turn isn't the right word, but they seem to uh give up information pretty quickly. Um he was fine. Uh he did pull up total dick move though where as they're having their heart to heart, and Archer's asking him about his family, talking about Degra's family, or Degra's talking about his own family. Degra says, "Do you have a family?" And Archer, Archer's like, "No, I never had the time." And Degra says, "You should start. You should find time to start a family." And all I was thinking was, "You blew up his planet in this reality." 
there are no more people for him to start a family with. You've literally killed every other human in existence. That's the that's the 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 one thing we learn about Degra here is that he likes kids. I guess is like his his defining characteristic yeah. as a person. Um, he's regretful. He's semi regretful that he killed seven million people on Earth. But he's mostly regretful that there might be kids in that group of it. The kids are what undoes Archer's ploy because he didn't include the ages of the kids in the letter that he wrote back home or whatever. And Archer was unable mm-hmm. to tell which was the older child. Um, I, uh, which I, if I was Archer, <laughs> if I was Archer, I would have covered that by going like, ah, why would you tell me their ages? Who cares? Yeah. Well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge pedophile. I told you that, and there was a reason you didn't want to tell me the ages of these children. Wes, it's like, Wes, we talk literally twice a week. I have no idea how old your kids are. <laughs> I um the 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 my favorite part of the whole thing, my favorite in like a funny kind of way, was uh Hoshi pretending to be Degra's friend and talking to him over the radio. For some reason that really Absolutely. killed me. <laughs> He's like, no, uh, it's it's good to hear from you, Degra. We're we're all safe. Your your wife is here, <laughs> and Degra Degra didn't Degra didn't. I'm fine. It. We're we're all fine. How are you? Degra doesn't question it. He's like, he goes, oh, that sounds exactly like how Troy talks. That's a, that's a perfect yes. impersonation of him. It was it was it was strange, yeah. It would have been it would have been great if after the ruse they put Degra back into the the brig and then that guy turned to him and said, "You know, Degra, I uh, I think that um, I, I think that was that was good. <laughs> it was I think it was fine." And just like had the exact same stuttering, <laughs> yes. unsure of himself speech pattern that Hoshi gave him. Yeah, hey, <laughs> it did strike me as um it was a little bit silly, but. In general, I uh, I thought the Hoshi and Paul and uh, Travis and Trip stuff was pretty good. I thought um, that was that was that was the other the other time where I realized the second ruse was a ruse when they were like, "Son of a bitch, Mayweather just reversed the polarity of the warp shell." I was like, <laughs> what? No, he didn't. That's not a thing. No, that's not something Mayweather knows <laughs> that's how to just do. That's not something Mayweather can do. I've, I've never seen him do anything remotely like that. Yeah, I I like the end. Um, I was, I guess, I guess maybe I'm just, maybe I'm the wrong person. So you weren't confused at all by the ending of what was going on. I felt I just, this is probably all on me. I felt I had a little bit of trouble tracking exactly what they were doing there. Like what mm-hmm. the ultimate plot was and... I know that this is semi-intentional, so this is semi on me, but I was also, I have to imagine I was also very distracted by the, everyone in that engine room scene having to act like they were falling over the entire time as this, as the set is standing exactly still. But the, I, I, I think it was really, and it's not really a problem, but bringing in the fact that the Zindi have this like trans warp capability where they can jump huge distances and they don't have to go normal speed to get places 
I thought it was expecting more from that, but they were just doing it to show how they could get to the red giant so quickly. And Degra would believe them mm-hmm. that they were doing it. So as I'm explaining it to myself now, I understand like there's not a lot to be confused about, but for some reason I was a little confused that first time. I, I, I imagine you were fine with it, but I'm just curious what you thought. Yeah, it didn't, I, I, I didn't seem to have a problem with it. The, uh, the one thing that I was thinking though was, I don't know why Degra didn't play it cooler even when they showed up because it's like let's say so he told them that it's abandoned and so if they showed up there and it's abandoned then he's got nothing to worry about but if they show up there and he knows that this is where the weapon is or, or whatever you would think that he'd be like, of course, they have plenty of people guarding this thing. There's there's no way a single starship is going to be able to. I'm, I was surprised he didn't play it cooler. I mean, he kind of he kind of says what I'm what I'm talking about, but he just like frantically says it when he's like, the, the, def- the defense wall will take will destroy all of you. And well, he, he reveals uh, he reveals not, it unnecessarily when, when it's something he could have said like, right. Yeah, like if he had played it cooler and in his head been like, well, I don't have anything to worry about because the defense shield is going to destroy this thing, so I can just not say anything. Right, yeah. And my family will be yeah. fine. I, I, I... And also, I also think I also think that the ending there probably could have worked better if Archer did threaten his family because he really doesn't have, like at this point, at this point, he's just trying to to cover for the fact that he gave up where this planet was or whatever. Um, and also, also you could you could argue that the fact that he his family would be hiding or living on the planet where the weapon was, if this Zindi, if the Zindi had fallen apart, as he I guess he says it in the episode where he's like this that would be the first place everybody would go and kill everybody all the all the uh, other Zindi who were not uh, compliant with the reptilians or whatever, you'd think that would the place with the planet killing weapon would be the first place they go. Yeah. Um, But I, I, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there a little bit. Well, I mean, do you, um, do you think that kind of missed, forgot what I was going to say. Do you think that, I, I I think that the, the, the weakness there is that Degra does, there's two things. So I, I understand about the, uh, Degra in his defense shield situation, right, where he he explains that to them, and that doesn't seem like it should be a good idea that he should say that out loud. He should just let it happen. <laughs> Is It's similarly confusing. When Degra is captured in the, in the brig, he tells Archer, when my, when my superiors find out that you've captured me, they're going to come and destroy your ship. And I go, mm-hmm. why haven't they destroyed Enterprise at this point? Like, why if they can do this, why have they not destroyed them? Because I think it just goes hand in hand with we have no idea what the Zindi are. And it kind of goes back and forth based on what the plot needs. So if you are if you were to say that the Zindi are an Al-Qaeda type force where they don't have a huge militaristic um, impact or budget, basically, they're kind of spread out and it's hard to track them down. That's why you have to open the season by asking all these random aliens, like, have you heard of the Zindi? And some of them like, I think are around here or whatever. But after like, as this episode goes, Archer's 
Archer clearly is either incredibly lucky or he knows something because he explains everything to Degra in a way that Degra does not find suspicious. Like when Archer's like, you know, the insectoids betrayed you guys. Degra's like, I fucking knew the insectoids would betray us. Right. Like, God damn it. And, and he explains that they're building like thousands of ships. And Degra's like, ah, oh, typical insectoid Zindi. They, of course they're going to do that to me. So I'm, I'm just a little bit confused about how big the Zindi are and whether or not they can destroy the Enterprise. And then I think that that matters towards the end just because Degra... The problem you're saying is Degra literally falls for the same trick twice in the span of about three minutes. Like, he he should have been like, I'd like to go look out a real window, please, to see, to see where we are. And at that point, I'll let you know exactly well, how I feel about this. The The other thing that I thought was funny about the ending is after, they, uh, after the scene in the engine room where they, you know, invert the phase manifold or whatever... Um, Archer says, take him back to the brig. And then the next scene is him on the bridge. And I was like, did the ensign mishear him <laughs> and just took him to the bridge, I guess. But he clearly needed, he clearly needed to be on the bridge in order to see the, uh, see the ruse, you know, uh, uh, fo- the follow through of the ruse. But it was just a weird thing where he very, I think, unless I misheard. He very clearly says, take him back to the brig. And then the next scene is them bringing him onto the bridge of the Enterprise. I just think of, um, they need to have a Star Trek sketch where uh, James Brown is the captain. He's like, take him to the bridge. <laughs> uh, Fire one, bam. Fire two, bam, bam. I can see that, I think. Um that's it. Do you have anything else you Bobby want to say? Bird there as number as number two, <laughs> backing him up. Do you have anything else to say yeah. about uh, stratagem? Uh, no, no, it was a good one. I liked it. Um, it. It feels like I can't tell if they are starting to wrangle this Zindi thing because I don't. F- it doesn't feel like they're wrangling the Zindi arc. It just feels like they're figuring out good stories to tell within it, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. it doesn't feel like they've got it, got it worked out as to what this is going to be. It just feels like they're kind of playing with the pieces they have and starting to tell interesting stories that don't necessarily point towards an end point and an end of the story or an end of the yeah. arc kind of thing. Um, yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say before is uh, when when that when he's when uh, when Archer is is telling him about everything that was going on and and uh, Degra's like, oh man, those guys! I knew they were going to do that. I was like, man, Archer's really batting a thousand on making up <laughs> what might happen in the future about with the Zindi. Maybe they know yeah. more than I think that they do because he's no, really nailing it. Here. No, that that was a that was a problem. I thought that he. He basically guesses incredible amounts of accurate information that um, Degra buys into it, and it's not like they, it's not like they know that stuff. It's it's I I thought it was a fairly weak. That's where I thought that the Degra being more suspicious about things, you know, like the insectoid thing, like Archer be like the insectoids betrayed you, and Degra's like the insectoids. That's like the least likely Zindi race I'd expect to betray me. And Archer, goes, I I I meant the the reptilians. I, I got confused, and they be like, oh, I I buy that, but I, I um to to finish did I up- say reptilians? 
because I meant the water guys. They look like reptiles. They all, so they it's all an look easy so similar. That you can see that I meant. Do you um? I would agree with you well, that that's the, racist towards Zindis. The point about the Zindi arc doesn't feel to me. I guess what I would say is that the Zindi arc doesn't feel like they're closing in on a place that they wanted to be, but they had to kill ten episodes to get there. It feels like they're mm-hmm. like, oh shit, we have ten episodes left. Where are we? They're like, well, we had Degra last episode. We got to get Degra back. How are we going to bring Degra back into this point? Well, just go back to the place he was. It's the kind of thing that I kind of appreciate on a certain level because I know I would be the guy in the writer's room going, how do they get Degra? We can't just have Degra show up and spend 10 minutes explaining how we got him. Like there needs to be like a bridge (laughs) episode where they get or something. We can't just do this. And of course they're like, yeah, what the fuck? We'll just 10, take 10. We, we don't, this is the story we're telling. This is, we got to give you the information you need in order for us to tell it. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah. 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 I would agree with that. I will probably have more in our final thoughts. We can, um, we'll take it there, I guess. So let's take a break. We'll play a clip from the episode. We will come back, read our patron thoughts, and give our final thoughts about Stratagem. Report. We've reached the coordinates. Ensign, magnified. I'm picking up several Zindi vessels. I'm also reading significant quantities of chemocyte. What's our status? Minimal damage. Our hull plating's coming back online. Arm all weapons. Land a course for those chemocyte signatures. Full impulse. Get him out of here. You'll never get close to the weapon! Our defense perimeter will destroy you! Thank you very much for listening today to our podcast about stratagem. Thank you very much for listening and supporting the show. You can support the show at patreon.com slash file. It's the best way to do it. A couple bucks a month, you get extra stuff. Extra podcasts, extra polls to uh, decide what we talk about. You get special access on the Discord channel for all the captain tier, which gives you early access to all the podcasts that come out. You get them out like two or maybe one or two days early usually. And uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. And it feels good to support us because it also leads to our Voyager goal. We're now over the Voyager goal, but it's always good to tack on a little bit of a security blanket. Make sure that we stay doing every single episode of Voyager when we get to that series. And we're now officially, we're officially in the expanse of the Voyager goal. We are on our way to the end the Zindi <laughs> weapons <laughs> test of the first episode of Voyager, I guess. I was going to tie some kind of Degra thing. They, the patrons are our Degra that we're just trying to convince that we are over the goal and they shouldn't leave. We're definitely going to do Voyager guys. Don't trust yeah. the insectoid Zindis, <laughs> but everyone do you else. Know anything about fraud law by any chance? Not off the top of my head. Great. Me neither. That's fine. You can't break the law if you're ignorant of the law, Clay. I think that is... Yeah. That's legal, I actually, legally sound. I actually just heard uh, the other day, um, I was listening to a, a podcast where they were discussing possible um, uh, legal, legal problems for a, a certain former politician of the United States. And... Uh, <laughs> They were saying that apparently an argument that you can use is that you can just say your lawyer said it was okay. Mm -hmm. And so you can claim ignorance to the fact that you broke the law because your lawyer didn't tell you you were breaking the law. 
Yeah. Which, I assume it would man. be bad counsel or something like you. you yeah, something you, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, man, I, I just continue to be amazed that everything that I learned about ethics as a child apparently don't actually apply to the real world. You can get away no. with whatever you want. No, I got. I had a, I had a Xbox stolen when I was in college. More than an Xbox, that was the thing that solved it. But I think I told, it was a have friend. I, have I have I told this story about getting robbed in college and then catching the kid Tell who myself. did it? Maybe I'll save it for Patreon. People can find that on Patreon. But I, <laughs> people get up. This is going to be a five dollar story. You're going to tell. <laughs> well. We got we got robbed. Someone broke in over the holiday and stole all our shit. You like, get the like, Jamaica story for free. You got to pay for the Xbox story. <laughs> I can't even remember why I brought this. Oh, it it it, it jaded me to the court system. That's why because sure. I I CSI'd finding this motherfucker. Like I did all the work for everybody. I found the kid. He has like a history of burglary and larceny and stuff like that. It was like it's him. He lives mm. right in the area. It's like there were other robberies that night or whatever. Put it all together, and you'll have to join the Patreon to find out how this story ends. <laughs> Let's move it on was to Patreon. Dean Kane. I knew it as soon as I saw his name in the credits. I knew it was going to be Dean Kane. Let's move on to Patreon comments. If you're a five dollar and up patron, you can leave your comments about upcoming episodes, and we read them on the show. And guys, guys, we just want to put this out here. If you're leaving your comment for the next episode, please don't put the ending of the story in your comments so we read it and everybody does nobody has to pay for it okay don't, that's don't why we sh- do this don't share this rss feed of a hell of a yarn i'm spinning latte librarian <laughs> says stratagem um i i didn't bring this up during the podcast do you uh is stratagem a word that you find hard to pronounce maybe not hard to pronounce i looked at it i was like i have to look up how to say that and now i'm overthinking it every time i see it because I, I thought it was um I thought strategium was a word. Is that a word? Or is that a Will Ferrell making I, a Bush joke word? Yeah, I think you might be subconsciously channeling strategery. Yeah, which must was be. the uh the the Will Ferrell word. Um strategium. Cuz I would have yeah. said stri- I would have I know strategery is made up, but I would have I would have said strategium, but it is strategium. Anyway, let's get back to it. How very sneaky. This is from Latte Librarian. How very sneaky. Did Archer start Section 31? Holocaust tattoo reference was a bit too much, though. Four simulations out of five. Excuse me. Cal Barrett's says stratagem. I I, I don't really have much to add. I was just, yeah, the the tattoo thing, I was kind of like, yeah, it's it's, not just the Holocaust thing, right? Prisoners get tattooed, I, I I, I think. Certainly, old timey. Yeah. Probably in the future, they would they'd get tagged with something or other. Um, yeah, I feel like it made it made sense without being, you know, explicitly bad taste or whatever. Yeah, and I, I know they're just like they have to kill time. Flocks is like I studied Denobulan tattooing because my parents wanted me, me to be a tattoo artist for some reason instead of a doctor, and there it is. Sure, Cal Barrett says stratagem. A fun idea for an episode executed in mediocre fashion. It has moments, but every, having everything go wrong because of the malfunction feels cheap, especially when there's no reason for Enterprise to stay in this one irradiated place other than to add tension. Everything they need is on the ship, so just fly away somewhere else. I wish there were some meta scenes and jokes with Trip and Mayweather essentially being Star Trek writers as they come up with new dangers for the ship they're controlling and how they may have run out of ideas. Rather than offering any new information on the Zindi or their mysterious benefactor from the future, the episode instead, instead ends with 
with a new location to travel to in order to drag this wild goose trek on for a little bit longer. Three out of five. I'm surprised Cal didn't like this episode, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, he gave it a three. I wouldn't say he hates it, but I, yeah. That was actually something I was thinking as I was watching. It was like, what is... They, if if staying in the asteroid field is is messing with all their shit, why don't they just fly away? And I can I can only assume it's because they were still attached to the other ship. Maybe like, uh, no. Why I didn't think, they just? I thought it was because there leave. was a Zindi ship closing in on them, so they had to go back into the radiation to hide the fact that they were there until they could leave at the oh, last sure. minute. Okay, yeah, I buy that. So I mean, the, the the Kyle's argument would be why don't they just fly away at the beginning? There's no reason to be there, but I, th- I think yeah. they wanted to stay because yeah. they wanted to put Degra back on the ship at the very end of it. So they want to stay in that area. But they once they're there, the other Zindi start appearing and they can't leave because then they'll be seen and they'll know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Nick the Rat says, Stratagem Enterprise is by far the most unethical Star Trek ever. I wish I had their hair growing tech. Three out of five. <laughs> Mary Pat F says, Stratagem, another episode starting in the future that we then get caught up to, an Enterprise favorite. Surprise the whole crew is good with the subterfuge. I would have had one dissenter. Maybe if the Makos were the torturers. All in all, the second deceit was too much. Three out of five. The point extra G. Yeah. A, l- a lot I, of people reacting to this as uh, good, uh, an unethical, unethical thing that the crew has done, I guess. I didn't really see it that way. Yeah. I... Kinda. I mean, I guess for Starfleet, it's kind of unethical, but I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't classify I, this I as really torture or anything. It's not like he, you know, the no. second time, your second time, drag Degra down to the airlock and be like, "I'm going to throw you out of this thing unless you tell me what this red giant is." Like that was a little bit more unethical. This just seems like, um, this is like the <clears throat> non-violent, non-harmful torture method, which is. I think fine, sort of. It's it doesn't become torture at that point. It becomes more just like a way to get information out of somebody. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I never thought that what they were doing was anything. Would be like, oh, I can't believe Starfleet is is doing this to this guy. Yeah, I get. I mean, you could make the argument that wiping somebody's memory twice in the span of like mm. a couple of days is probably not great for them. Yeah, uh, long term. But as far as like what they're doing to him in order to get information. I, yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's not the, uh, the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not, it's not, it's not 24, you know? Yeah. 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 Point X to G says stratagem. I love starting it off with what the hell is going on scenario. The deception was nicely thought out, but the last part seemed a little bit obvious to me. I think they missed an opportunity to go deeper into the Zindi mindsets and the reasoning for the attack. Royo says, I think this is the last comment too. There's only a few. Yes. Royo says, another episode that takes advantage of the fact that it's a prequel to tell a unique Mission Impossible-esque story in a franchise that had the holodecks make this obsolete. In a franchise that had holodecks make this obsolete. Well, I enjoyed the novelty when I first saw it broadcast. On repeat viewing, I found the massive exposition dump at the start to be too much. I assume he means the one that's in the middle uh, of, of how they're doing it. Archer again remains the weak link in all this as he cannot convey the emotions needed to be convincing as he recalls prison death matches and his lamentations of never starting a family with the same inappropriate, bemused aloofness that cannot sell the scenario at all. You could really hear the regret in Shatner's voice when Kirk laments not being a family man in Wrath of Khan or the shattered morale and bitterness of Colonel Ty, I've learned is pronounced Colonel Ty, 
or he tells me how to pronounce it there, voice when he returns to uh, Galactica after being imprisoned and tortured during the Cylon occupation. But when Scott Bakula does it, he sounds like a man proofreading a script out loud with his friends. It's only when the attack on Earth is mentioned that Bakula seems to remember to act and is given... And given this is a show within a show episode where being convincing is the point, it's especially noticeable this time. Two out of five out of two point five out of five. Thank you very much, patrons. You know, I think that might be some money left on the table with this story, actually, to have a moment where maybe Degra brings up or strikes a nerve with Archer regarding the destruction of Earth, and Archer just loses it, and something like really gets uh, scary, and you have to cut back to the guys outside being like, do we need to step in here? Is he going to fucking kill this guy? Sure. You know, and, and play play with that element about whether, because you're right, like they don't, like I said, he says the thing about starting a family, and it doesn't. Even, Archer doesn't even flinch at the fact that he just asked him why he hasn't started a family with a, a pile of space dust yeah so it it uh it wouldn't i think i think there's a little bit more you could get there um from archer being in a situation where he does pop off to to is he playing a role in this moment or is he just naturally reacting to the uh uh what what has been said to him yeah yeah well what would yeah, it's probably the the Bacula acting thing because I I was a little bit confused about when when he was talking about just Degra's talking about shooting Earth and killing these people and wondering if there were any kids in there. Archer is acting distraught by it, and I think that his character is distraught by it. But I wasn't sure if if it was part of his acting or if he was cracking in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't sure if he was having a legitimate emotional like or real emotional response to what Degra was saying or if he was playing it that way and I to your point it's he never gets pushed hard enough by Degra and I think that's kind of what I was talking about earlier where if Degra had at least a little bit of um the Joker in Dark Knight in the interrogation scene where he had something that was there and he realized that he had some kind of power over it there is a chance there to push Archer and annoy him a little bit that way. And I, yeah, I think, I think the interesting thing, and and maybe this is what I should have said earlier when I said, uh, um, the Zindi guys turn really easily. It seems like everybody they talk to is pretty like emotionally broken up over what they've done right uh the werewolf guy once archer explained what had been done he was like oh shit i had no idea (laughs) degra is pretty um he's pretty uh he's oppenheimer he he regrets he's built this weapon but he regrets what he's done yeah yeah and i and i and i and i i would i would say that adds humanity to them um but it is it it is kind of strange that apparently all of the Zindi are really remorseful except the the reptilians who just don't give a shit. So <laughs> it's uh yeah, I don't I don't know if making I don't know if making Degra more of a joker type I don't mean literally, I know, but I know what you mean though. Uh I don't really know how that how that plays in that moment. It would be Yeah, just though. and just just to give him 
he doesn't have to be insane or anything, but to give him the ability to have, like, if he realizes that it's a charade or he thinks that this is possibly a charade and he is just trying to antagonize Archer to make Archer crack and reveal what's actually going on, I think that there's interest in that situation. It's not the way that the script wanted to go, and I don't think they had to go, but that's more to your point of, like, if this episode was entirely within the fake universe of this ship, that's what you'd kind of have to do with it. There'd have to be a little bit of a trade-off there. I don't know if it's better or worse that they don't do that. It's just a different option. I still, you know, I think maybe if you didn't have to go back and do all that flashback stuff, there might be a room room for it because i i especially if 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 degra is just woken up or still unsure whether or not archer is telling him the truth and he goes in hard on him to to pressure him and archer manages to still convince him or pass the test in some way yeah i think that might have been uh an interesting scene that could bolster what they were doing and you, yeah. you can still you know expose everything the way they exposed it and it would still work yeah it's the um it actually would have been a pretty good scene. It's too bad they didn't do it. Yeah, it's the the sort of ultimate convincing, I guess. Well, anyway, thank you, patrons, for your comments and your thoughts about this episode. Uh, a lot of three out of fives for it, which is fair. I'm a little bit torn. I think this is a four to me. Um, I think it's a weak four, just to calibrate it out but i i think it's better than an average episode i think that it is um i know that my whole goal with the rating system is to avoid being like well this is good for enterprise therefore it's a higher score than a tng episode because i like to have some kind of consistency i think this one meets my idea of i wouldn't feel bad showing this one to somebody and being like this is an enterprise episode that's pretty okay what do you think i'm gonna give it a four i'll give it a week four yeah, I'm going to give it a four as well. I think it was, uh, like I said, I think it's um, one of the better Zindi episodes they've done um, because they've, uh, I think because they've just tried to start telling interesting stories within the Zindi thing instead of tacking it on to other things that are just, you know, standalone stories that have, oh, that guy said the word Zindi, so now it's part of the Zindi arc. Well, we sh- um, yeah, I, I guess we they're should... They're finally figuring out how to have fun with the concept. Well, I, I guess we should talk about that. So the first, like, 10 episodes of the season were um, uh, Chase the Zindi, Find the Weapon story, where the Zindi were really backgrounded, and they mostly just sold Star Trek stories that had the veneer of we're also looking for the zindi does anyone know about the zindi and they weren't very good and now they've actually had two episodes in a row that are primarily zindi focused and i know that the second half of the season is supposed to be just a zindi storyline at this point where they really focus on what this is uh, supposed to be the episodes apparently get better and the storyline sort of uh comes together I, I guess I would say that this is still just a failure of their storytelling over a season have, of how they've done this because I still think that I know that we have uh, Mindy on Twitter always says that episodes like North Star annoy her because it doesn't seem to have a point. 
uh, related to the Zindi arc anyway, and not just her, but other people. But I would say if this whole season was just episodes like Proving Ground and Stratagem and then something else Zindi, then something else Zindi, I think it's too long at that point. You know, like mm. I, I think a Star Trek season needs those one-off episodes in the middle. What I think that Enterprise's third season did is that they took way too long to do any of the Zindi stuff besides where are the Zindi, where are the Zindi, where are the Zindi, where's the weapon, where are the Zindi. Would you agree with that, or do you think that something else has Zindi? happened there? What are the Zindi? Yeah, what are the Zindi? Uh, no, I, I would agree with that. I think I, I do think it feels like they didn't totally know what they wanted to do at, at the beginning. Like they, it's it's like it's a really great jumping off point to have this. Uh, I can't remember if they set. If the attack on Earth happens at the very beginning, or if it happens at the Last end of season, season two, yeah. I can't remember. End of season two. Um, okay. So, like, that's a great hook for your next season. It's a great thing to have to figure out. Okay, cool. We've got this new new thing that we're doing. Um, we have to figure out how to write our way out of this thing and how to maximize this. And I just don't know if they really figured out what they were going to do before they had to start writing episodes. And I'm not saying that they needed to write the whole arc out, but I feel like there are certain signposts that you would want to hit if you're going to try and tell the season-long story. And um, I don't know if they had figured those signposts out by that point. And only yeah. now does it feel like they're kind of kind of getting a better hang about it yeah yeah i would i would agree i, th I think there, there was some episode that did a previously on enterprise and they recapped the entire thing a couple episodes we did that mm -hmm. and i was like oh there's actually they have been doing this but for some reason it didn't in the early episodes it didn't feel like any of that stuff was consequential it felt like it was right. just the the thing that we do to get to this next star trek episode or the plots of this episode where we go to this planet is that we find chemocyte, you know, but then the, the chemocyte has actually turned out to be vital in a way that I wasn't expecting it to be important. I thought it was just kind of mm -hmm. a made up word that they were going to be like, track the chemocyte, track the chemocyte, do whatever. But it's part of the betrayal of the Arboreal Zindi, Grelick or whatever his name is. And Archer tells Degra that the reason it failed is because he did this and stuff like that. So it's more important than I was expecting, but I don't think the early episodes stressed the importance of that stuff enough didn't do a good job of it yeah yeah i would agree all right that's it thank you very much patrons for supporting the show thank you everybody for listening we both give this one a four stratagem four out of five for me four out of five for clay thank you very much you can come back to our next episode which is i know what it is it is harbinger harbinger of sorrow clay do you have anything else you want to say before we sign off uh check out rotten horror picture show we just recently did the abominable dr fives which i i would like to claim that i planned this but it was uh um it, it not only is the 50th anniversary of the abominable dr fives but we released it the day before vincent price's 100th birthday oh. uh which was pretty cool Wait, festive no actually no he would have been 110 110 1911 um, even more even more so festive. it's a, it was a big big Vincent Price week for Rotten Horror Picture Show 
Yeah. And uh, next up, I'm not sure if it's out at this point, is The Invisible Man from 2020, which is going to be fun. Uh, and Badass is back. The next second episode, at least, of that will be out by this point. And we're, we're about to get into uh, Friday the 13th, part six, on our Patreon coverage of the Friday the 13th series. Yep. So check that out. Part six is a pretty goofy entry, so um, <laughs> it'll be an interesting one, I think. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. You can go to thepenskyfile.com for all those shows, the Penske Podcast for the Star Trek podcast. And then uh, I guess that's it. Everything else will continue on YouTube as normal. Patrons will get oh, – this is in the, in the future, so patrons have a new month of content coming up on Patreon and all that stuff. Thank you very much for listening. Harbinger is the next episode. We'll see you later.